Hello, 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 and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where we help passionate people create stable income with flexible schedules by getting ideal nonprofit clients with the best grant writing and nonprofit sales strategies in the industry. My name is Holly Rustic, and I went from working 50 plus hours per week as a grant writer inside a nonprofit, living paycheck to paycheck, to opening my own freelance grant writing business and only working part-time hours, earning more than I ever had before. Inside our programs, the Freelance Grant Writer Academy and the Grant Professional Mentorship, I have helped more than 100 changemakers get out of toxic 9-to-5 jobs and replace their full-time incomes while working part-time as a grant writer from home and around the world. Simply by learning how to write grants through our grants writing formula and implementing our unique approach to nonprofit sales. Join these aspiring and seasoned grant writers so you too can secure ideal nonprofit clients with cause areas that you fully believe in, get them massive funding, and be able to set your own schedule and revenue goals. Be sure to join our weekly email newsletter, The Freelance Grant Writer Hub Haven, where you get stress-free nuggets on the financial stability components and skills of being a freelance grant writer. Plus, you get updates about the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. Just go to grantwritingandfunding.com to subscribe. And now let's get ready for the most bold, empowering, and approachable coaching and conversations you've ever heard. Let's create a higher standard of stability, freedom, and legacy together. Hi there, Changemaker. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And welcome to another episode of the Grant Writing and Funding show. We are on podcast episode 307. So for all of today's show notes, do go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 307. I have some amazing tip on why you actually need to create a grant writing template or application to really streamline your grant writing services. Developing a master grant template is so important for you as a grant writer. This is because it's going to help you save a tremendous amount of time and be able to stop chasing the money. So today we are going to go over one of the elements of making a master grant template and that is research. Research is the foundation of your entire template and your entire program that you're developing a grant application for, any any funding for, donors, sponsors, fundraising, all of the things. You need to do your research. This is the biggest part that I see where people drop the ball completely. They might throw in like one little citation and that's it. I know they didn't really do the work. I don't really know the programs needed. They will not get funding because of that. I've been a grant writer for nearly 20 years and a federal grant reviewer for 10 years. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen a lot of hundreds and hundreds of grant applications, and I know what gets funded. I know what does not get funded, and a lot of it rests within not doing the research. I have actually seen grants get awarded that didn't have a credible research part implemented, and guess what happened? They didn't meet their objectives. All of the things they said they were gonna do did not get accomplished. They had to give back money, right? Because they could not expend it all because they weren't reaching their goals. 
So a lot of time and effort went into something that did not get implemented. If you want, for one, your grant awarded, and if it does get awarded, you actually want to be able to implement it and walk away feeling very confident that you were able to expend the funds, that all of your target goals were able to get met, then you are gonna wanna be able to do proper research within your master grant template. In our upcoming 30-day challenge to write a master grant template in the Freelance Grant Writer Academy in February, we are gonna be doing this in 30 days, and this is just one of the parts that I'll be going over and I'll be doing reviews on and going to more depth on because research is so important. So stay tuned for this episode that we're gonna get into in just a second here. Before we start, go ahead and go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 307 so you can see how to join our free Hub Haven weekly email newsletter series. So we actually drop our podcast episode every single week in the newsletter and we also drop our stress-free nugget of the week for you grant writers out there and it's always something to do with either grant writing or your freelance grant writing business. We help grant writers quit their toxic nonprofit jobs and replace their full-time income with freelance grant writing. Yes, we do. We do that inside our Freelance Grant Writer Academy. So be sure to join our Hub Haven weekly email newsletter so you can get updates on what we're doing every single week. And so when the doors are open to the Freelance Grant Writer Academy, you're able to jump in. That is our signature 12 month group coaching program where we have curriculum on how to write grants. And like we're going over today, our 30 day grant writing master grant template challenge. We have grant reviews. We also have curriculum on how to actually set up a freelance grant writing business and how to do our ethical nonprofit sales systems. So once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 307, join our hub haven and join the Freelance Grant Writer Academy waitlist. All right, so diving into a master grant template, what is one actually? We've been developing templates for nearly 20 years and it really helps any nonprofit get very specific on what they actually want to do. And essentially it's a business plan, right? Having a template is to say, okay, what is your goal for your program? Like, what do you actually want to raise money for? And sometimes it is, is something as simple as general operating support. And other times it's more specific, like we need to raise a certain amount of money for a new housing program to house survivors of domestic violence, or we need to get a new van to transport our clients to different services, right? Sometimes it's very, very specific, and sometimes it's more general. And sometimes it's both, right? Like I do like to talk to nonprofits. A lot of nonprofits, especially if they're larger nonprofits, they may have a couple of different programs or projects that they are looking for funding for. One might be more general op support and another one might be something, a specific program they wanna develop or expand. So when we have this information, then we can start as grant writers to ask more specific questions. And those questions are always going to be, all right, what is the actual gap in services? Why do you need to provide this? And if it's for general ops, right? Well, why is your, your nonprofit in existence in general? What are the needs that you're meeting? What are some resources? What are some sources, citations? You know, just to show that need in your community or in your cause area, right? You do need to start getting like clear, like testimonials, statistics, information that you can reference, right? And if it's for a specific program, then it's the same thing, right? It's to showcase that gap. What are What is some specific information that we can reference for that to really show, yes, there is a gap. 
So that is gonna take a little bit of like research and getting into and quite honestly that's probably one of the most time consuming parts or it could be of writing a grant is doing that initial research and why this is so important it's really going to show you what the actual gaps are when you start to have research and you can lean back on statistics and reports and all of those kind of things and a lot of times when I'm doing this initial research for clients we actually start to discover that they're original idea for what the program they had, like if they have a specific program for that program idea, or even the nonprofit in general, actually starts to change. And it's because we find other similar programs, or we actually find more research that says, you know what, you thought this was the main need, but now that we're digging deeper, we're actually able to see that it's this other thing that's needed, right? And I, I like to use this example, and I've used it in the past on the podcast, but it was of a nonprofit that I was working with, and they were saying, you know, Holly, we need to have more supportive services for our individuals that are in recovery from substance abuse. And once we actually pulled their clients together, their beneficiaries together, and started asking some questions, what we found, and doing that research, right, what we found out was that, no, there's actually ample services. The problem was there was no transportation to the services. So instead of just like hiring more facilitators and all of that and like, you know, renting out another space and like putting this all in a grant and it sounds really nice, um, but then if the grant would have even gotten awarded if we went in that direction, it wouldn't have actually solved the problem. We couldn't have actually said, okay, X number of people are going to attend, even if that's what we kind of thought, right, that was needed, because they didn't have transportation to attend. So we were able to shift the direction of the grant and actually ask for transportation. And then in that grant, we were able to then hire some people that were in recovery to be drivers for that program, to be peer support, and to add some more services now because now we have a direct way that people can get to those services. And what was great about that too is now we actually had testimonials to lean back and put in our grants. We had this focus group data that we could reference in our grant application and it was funded. So I always do like to really want you guys to anchor into your research because there is a part of that too of like if you don't have the right people on your board or in these meetings or pulled together doing research or just have this thought process approaching grant writing that you don't know it all. <laughs> want you to really come with that. You take nothing away else away from today's uh, podcast episode. Remember, you don't know it all. Even if you've been in this space for that specific cause area for a while, you don't know it all. We make assumptions a lot of times, right? And I see this a lot when people don't use sources and citations and just research and they just kind of like make these blatant statements. And the thing is, is reviewers are going to knock off points because they're like, we don't know if that's just a very assertive assumption. Um, we don't really know if that's true. We don't really see what's backing that up. And I know that can also make it a little bit more of a grind. Like, I don't want you to feel like you're in a grind, but, you know, do your research because it is important for you to think we don't want to come from even this kind of colonialism perspective in our grant writing. And I've seen this a lot too, especially, and I'm not just talking about internationally, but like it's kind of this kind of thought of like, we know what to do. And this is what, this is, this is the need. There's all these gaps in our communities and you're just kind of like making these, like once again, these assertive assumptions instead of 
actually doing the research to find out what's really going on, what's really important here, and what's really what are the real gaps. Because we, without doing the research, you might not see the entire line. There can be a lot of this, and even on an international like level, I've seen this as well, where uh, people in the West, this happens a lot, they go into these other countries, they go into the developing world, and they kind of say, this is what you need. And they don't really spend the time to do the research, to ask the community what they need, to ask the community what's really going on. And then they put in these programs, or they put in these services or products, that at face value, they sound like it makes sense, totally makes sense. But at the end of the day, if they're not doing the research, if they're not really involving the community, then these projects fall apart. They fall apart. And here the thing is, a lot of times the blame is then on the community. Why couldn't you keep this program going? Well, the community never really asked for it, and that's really not what they needed. And yes, that's logical on face value, but there's more intricacies involved. So that, yeah, that can be as far as like international programs, but even in your own communities, you can be doing this. You can be kind of coming in with your assumptions to say, this needs to change. I know there's a gap, this is what will work. But without doing the research, without really understanding your community and talking to them, a lot of times you're not gonna see the full story. So I really want you to resonate with this and why I did spend so much time on this one little aspect of a master grant template because it is a huge aspect. It is what will be the foundation of your program, of your project, and of the need. And that is gonna support the entire thing, right? The entire template. It is going to give you the background and the credibility and the resources that you really need so you can get your grant awarded. And the other thing too is, if you are really serving a need that is real and you have shown that, your program is gonna be more successful when you get that money, all right? It will be because you're actually addressing something that's true and that something is that needs to get addressed, right? And you understand it fully. So you are gonna have a higher chance of not just getting the grant awarded, but of actually succeeding in implementing the program and expending all of the funds correctly and of meeting your goals in your grant program. And of course, what that creates then is the ability to receive more grants, more funding, get more sponsors, get more donors, and all of that because you did the research, because you're really addressing the real need. So that is why research is so important. So you might talk about, well, Holly, what are the different types of research? So let's just talk about that for a moment. And I, I've really been dropping a lot of the different names in here, but there are different ways to grab different types of research. So some of that is just looking at your past numbers in your nonprofit, if you've been serving clients, if you've been doing a certain mission, if you've been, you know, what, whatever you've been doing, track your data, track and see like, what exactly are we accomplishing every single year? What types of funding have we secured? What impact have we made? This is so important. And a lot of times you might not even be gathering this information. So it really is important in nonprofits, and that's where you as a grant writing consultant and freelance grant writer can step in and start directing and consulting on this. And in addition to your actually writing the grants, you can help organize this information so they can actually institutionalize a way to gather research and gather information that's only gonna support their nonprofit. 
So you can definitely, like I said, go back in your historical data and really start setting up and asking questions, being curious. What impact are we really making? And a lot of you might be doing this anyways if you are reporting to other grant funding sources or if you're reporting to your donors and sponsors. A lot of you might not be though, and you need to, even if it's not just for your grants. I talked about donors here, I talked about sponsors here. Your community, your website, your social media, these are all places where you can use your research, right? So look back, what impact have we been making? And if you have beneficiaries, talk to your beneficiaries. Put together just some informal focus groups. Put together a survey. Those are two things that can dramatically increase your knowledge of what they actually need, what's been useful so far in your programs, and what would be more beneficial. What are still some things that are lacking, right? So we wanna be able to get in there, ask some questions, put together a focus group, put together a survey, and get some information. And if you aren't reaching a community yet, if you're just starting up, you can build out a grant to do a survey as well. So you can actually survey your community and or in your cause area and figure out what is the data, what is the actual need, so we can start building a program around that. Did you know you can do that? Yes, you can. So data is really important to grant funding sources. Data is really important to all of your funding sources, actually. So tracking, once again, by asking testimonials, surveys, focus groups, and then, of course, when you're doing your other data, just in general to see the need in the community on a broader basis, you can be looking at newspaper articles, reports that are done, conferences, you know, any, any kind of publications, especially in your cause area, to get information. When I was writing grants for an at-risk youth home, I was looking at child protective service reports. I was looking at the youth police department reports. I was looking at juvenile court records. I was looking at all of those types of things to really understand the needs, right? So you wanna think about what is your cause area and where can you find information in that cause area as well. That's gonna be so important to you, and you can look at it on that broad spectrum, but also I want you to dive a little deeper into it as well. You can also reach out to partner nonprofits that serve the same cause area as you. Maybe they fill a different gap. A lot of times they're gonna have resources and research and that sort of thing on, on their websites even. And they like to share reports. A lot of times you guys are pulling together and doing surveys together and all of that. So it really does have to do with what your service area is. I know the annual point in time count just happened recently, um, and that's every year nationally in the United States on the same day, right? The homeless coalitions go out and they actually collect data on homeless individuals. And that's something that they share within their coalitions. So even thinking about from that perspective, um, like how can I gather more information? One of the biggest things I've heard as far as like the research part is you know, hard to find certain data, especially in very niche areas or in very rural populations. There's not a lot of data, right? So this is something that you can actually start creating. Um, and I don't mean like make it out of thin air. I mean, you know, doing those focus groups, doing those surveys, um, getting testimonials and that sort of thing. And even maybe putting together a research paper, you know what I mean? There's different things that you can do 
to start creating uh, the research and also to start building up an actual process for your nonprofit on how you're gonna collect data every single year. And this is gonna help just for your reports and all of that. Doing research as a foundation of your master grant template is so important and it is time consuming. So you nonprofits out there, you are definitely gonna wanna have a freelance grant writer to be able to do this research for you. Um, and to assist you. And you as a freelance grant writer out there, you are definitely gonna wanna build in time to do the research for your clients. You're going to wanna make sure when you're writing grants that you have adequate time to actually write and do the research well before the grant is due. That should never be the last thing you do. I'm always saying this should be the first thing y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, because it can, right, it can change the direction of the grant. It's so, so important. I mean, a lot of times you don't have to flesh it out completely, but I'm like, get your major points in there and get your anchor research in there so you know that this is actually a valid program that you're going to be developing. You need to know it's valid. You need to know there's credibility there because we can't just have assertive assumptions. And what I mean by assertive assumptions, you might be like, huh? Are things like a majority of the youth in our community are involved in substance abuse. At face value, it's just kind of like, okay, that might just be kind of like, okay. But <laughs> people in the reviewing grants are like, what's the majority? What does that even mean? Where are they getting that information, right? So we wanna see you actually get real data that will show 54% of youth ages th this to this are addicted to a certain type of substance abuse in this community. With, and then it says, according to this report, and then you have reference to the report. That is what I'm talking about, right? That's the difference. You can see the difference. And a lot of times people don't really see it, but when grant reviewers are reviewing your grants, they are gonna see that. They're gonna see these assertive assumptions, and then they're gonna see when it's actually a fact because you're referencing something, and it's very a different way of presenting it as well. So the foundation in a master grant template is having research. It's doing your research in the right way. And we go through that in our 30 day challenge in the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. We actually help you build out an entire master grant template in 30 days. And we're kicking off the challenge in February, 2024. We are super excited to do this. Uh, for the first time as a live group together because in the academy you can see how to do a template but we've never done it as a live challenge before so we're really excited to do this in February so every day over 30 days we're going to bring you through a different part in the master grant template and we're going to show you how to build that out so by the end we can review that for you and go over that with you and give you feedback and so much more and you're going to know like oh this is a system I don't have to just do all these one-off grants all the time. I can actually make a template. You know, after talking to the nonprofits, like what kind of project are you looking at developing? And I can put this together for them before I even try to find grants, right? So I know exactly what kind of grants to find because as you work through the master grant template, you're gonna start like tweaking things, adjusting things. I know you said this, but let's make it more clear, right? Da, 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 da. And at the end of the day, you're gonna have like this beautiful template that then you can understand these are the different types of grants that I can go after. My grant prospecting is going to be amazing because I understand exactly what I need. And then when you're writing the grants, you pull from this template.
So this is really gonna help you write more grants and be more specific on what you actually need for your grants and so much more. But the research is a major, major component of the template and will be the anchor for your grant. So to get more information about our Freelance Grant Writer Academy, which includes our grant writing master course and our new challenge coming up, our 30 days to write a master grant template, definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash three zero seven. And while you're there, please join our free weekly email newsletter, The Hub Haven. And if you love listening to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, please do me a favor, leave a review on your favorite podcast player and make sure to subscribe. We love all of the reviews coming in and in December we had this amazing promotion. So much fun. And I'm so happy to see all of the reviews that came for like amazing. So thank you for all of y'all who were participating in the promotion and it's not too late. Go ahead and jump in, leave a review. Um, so we can go ahead and celebrate that with you as we provide this free resource for you. All right, I'll see you next week on another episode of the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast.